Hello, everyone. Welcome to Life is a Story. I'm here today with my guest, Steve. Um, I'm Taylor. And he's going to tell, you, tell us a story about a, a time where he ran a limousine company. Yes. Well, thanks for having me, Taylor. Thank you for coming on. Oh, yes. Well, I, you know, my wife and I owned this company for about 11 years. We had started out with two cars, and we ended up having 20 so it was a pretty pretty busy company. We had about 10 full-time drivers. But, you know, a lot of people think when you run a limousine company, it's all parties and proms and weddings and all that. And the truth is, more than half of our work was corporate work. So we had a lot of cars going to New York, taking corporate people, meetings, airports, lots of airport work. I mean, to the tune of about 3,000 trips per year just from just airports. So a lot of trips like that. Um, but, you know, all, when you talk about limos, there's always funny stories. And we had, we had seven stretch limousines and we had a party bus. So one of the most craziest things that ever happened was um, we had a, a party bus that sat 21 people and this was used for proms, wedding parties, you know, trips to the casino, bachelorette parties, whatever. Well, we had, and you have to have a CDL, a commercial driver's license to, to operate this thing yeah. in Connecticut. So we had this driver that did a lot of our bus work and he ended up leaving the, we had to let go of him because he got a, 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 a DUI. DUI, not and with Not, one of, yeah. no, with his own vehicle. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> he wanted to party too. So unfortunately, for insurance reasons, we had to let him go. Well, okay, that was fine. And he was one of my best drivers. Like, he was yeah. one of my best drivers. And I hated to let him go, but I had no choice. Of course. So he ended up leaving, and we thought, we had heard that he was operating like a, a small car service of his own, which is fine. What we didn't know was that is, he was drunk the whole time. No, <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't wearing pants. Um, <laughs> no, what happened was this is like this is such a bizarre thing, and I, I can't even you know when you tell people this story, they're like, "Come on, how the mm -hmm. freak could this happen?" But it happened, and if I hadn't lived through it, you I don't know. I can't believe even it. believe this happened, but it happened. So he ended up leaving. So about a year later, maybe around a year later, about maybe a year and a half, we get a call from one of our customers, and he says, hey, so you got a new bus, huh? And I said, no. The bus was only, we had was only, I don't know, three, four years old. No, we didn't get a new bus. Oh, I saw it over on such and such. And it's not, it's not the same as your normal. I said, well, it must be some other company. No, no, it said your company on it. No, I said, I don't know. I said, and I just kind of brushed it off that he must have seen a similar bus or whatever. Well, a couple weeks go by. I get a call from the same guy. He says, hey, I saw that bus again. He says, I'm telling you, it's this, it's, and he rattled off the, our company name and the phone number and everything. He's like, I'm wow. telling you. I'm like, He's, he's, I know it's not your bus. I've seen your bus. This is a different bus. And I'm like, who is this guy? He's just some random dude. No, this was one of our, it was one of our customers. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And he's like, and we, we would, he had been with us a long time. So, you know, we got to know him pretty well. He's like, I'm telling you, 
I've seen this bus. It's and it's 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 got your company name on it, but it's not the same as your other bus. And I'm like, I just thought, oh, this guy's this can't this can't be. Well, yeah. a couple more weeks go by. I get a call from one of my drivers, and he says, Hey, I'm behind this. He's go. He goes. He no. He called me up. He goes, Where's the bus? I said, Um, I don't know. It's in Jersey or wherever it was. He goes, Well, I'm on such and such in West Hartford, and I'm behind this bus that says our company name and the phone number. He says, But it doesn't look like our bus exactly. It's close. And I'm like, You're kidding. So he had already dropped off a passenger. I'm like, Well, follow it. So he ended up following it into uh, Avon. And he said, uh, and then it turned off and he had to, mm. he didn't follow it. It turned into like a, a condo complex. Wait, where, where were you based out of? Um, or do you want to share that? At that, time, it, at that time, we were in Bristol. Okay. Yeah, we were in Bristol. So, um, so now I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know, like what now I've got one of my drivers telling me he's like, hey, first of all, I know our bus is in Jersey. Yeah. And I know it's not, and he's calling me from West Hartford and he's telling me he's behind this bus with our company name on it. What the hell's going on? Right. So I'm like, this does it. So he I said, Well, so he wrote down where he turned into. And it just so happened that this condo complex where he turned into is where our former driver lived. So I'm right. like, huh. Now I'm re- now I'm I'm convinced he's got like a duplicate bus. Yeah, that's now, what it sounds like. <laughs> now anybody would say, well, why would he do such a thing? Easy. What we figured out later, and what I immediately suspected is he knew the process. He had been a he'd been a driver for a long time. He, like I said, he was one of my best guys. Mm-hmm. He knew what the process was. So without getting too technical, basically, if you go to register a a, a bus at a limousine company, you have to go to Weathersfield Motor Vehicle. There's no other place to go. You have to go to Weathersfield. But before you go in into on the second floor to register the vehicle, if it's a if it's a limousine or a party bus, something like that with a limousine company, you have to go up to the third floor and there's an insurance department and they have to sign off on it. You don't have to walk in. It's not like you walk in with your insurance card when you go to register a car. This is it's already on file. And it's there's something the insurance company has to do what's called state filings. So it's all done. You know, there's no way to screw around with that. So the state has all these like are certified with the proper insurance. Okay, well, he knew that process. So basically what he did was he bought. We found out later he bought this bus used at an auction. Just so happened to be the same colors as ours. Had it had it lettered. Had our license number on there. Our as far as our, our DOT number, our federal our federal you have to have a federal transportation number on buses that was on there he copied it exactly now this is all information that he had from working with you with you i'm assuming yeah sure and he could have just walked up i mean it's it's all on our bus was we didn't that was the only vehicle we didn't park out that that we didn't park in the garage so he could have just gone he just wrote it all down sure oh absolutely so but who would have had the balls to do this? So then what he did was he bought this bus at auction. Oh, and that's another thing. A bus has to be inspected by the state. He took this freaking bus, got temporary plates on it, had it in, had it state, had it inspected in Weathersfield. It passed. Went to, and then went up there and 
like I said, went into the Weathersfield office and went up and had the insurance company, they signed the insurance uh, division, they signed off on it. So everyone had to have overlooked the fact that those numbers were the same, like the DOT and the. But no, they, they thought nothing was wrong. They just thought we were registering a second bus. Oh. There was no. <laughs> it was nothing. There would have been nothing wrong for us to do that. And all the numbers would have matched. The only thing that would have been different is the bus number itself. Our, ours was 01. We only had one bus. So he just picked 02. Okay. Oh, yeah. But, but the insurance, in other words, the point is he was able, insurance on a bus is very expensive. Mm-hmm. So what the, the reason he did this is he was able to buy the bus at, at an auction. That's not, a, you know, that's not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. The insurance is very expensive. The insurance would have been more than the cost. The insurance cost per year would have been more than the initial cost to buy the bus used. So yeah. he had the balls to go into the freaking insurance, in, into um, Weathersfield Motor Vehicle, regi- have this bus inspected, reg- and then go up to the uh, insurance division, have them sign off on it, and then register it, and then was driving it around and was taking jobs for, we found out, almost a year. He was soliciting work through whatever Craigslist, whatever the hell he, however the hell he was doing it, and and word of mouth and so on and so on, and he was driving this thing and he made a lot of money. Yeah. So now, again, we found this all out after the fact, but I had immediately the minute I I realized that there was a duplicate bus, I knew exactly what he did. I'm like, oh yeah, but I couldn't believe someone would have the balls to do this. Is is that insurance fraud? Oh yeah. yeah. It's everything like fraud. It. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, he violated DMV laws, DOT laws. Anyway, so, but to make sure, because again, this was my immediate, and again, we found this all out afterwards, but it, my immediate suspicion was that that's what he did. I thought, oh man. So that night I went over there with one of my drivers, like in a, a car that he wouldn't know, you mm-hmm. know, we couldn't take one of our town cars because he would have recognized that. So I, I, I think I borrowed my wife's <laughs> Gotta go car. undercover. Yeah. My, I took my wife's car. We went over there and it, it wasn't there. So he must've been out on a job. So we went back the following day. It was raining like hell. It was on a Saturday and there it was. I was like, Oh, and I brought a camera with me cause phone, this was, this was like 2007. So f- f- camera phones weren't very good. No. So I went over there with like a digital camera. And uh, I took pictures of it. And then at that point, yeah. And then we reported it to the police. And uh, yeah, it was a, this whole, and they ended up, they had, here's the thing. In order for him to do this, here was the fucked up part. In order for him to do this, he had to title it in our, in, in our company name. So he actually had to surrender the bus to us at, because we agreed he, I said, when he got arrested and we had to go down to the police station and we said, um, he asked us to drop the charges. I said, the only way I will do that, because this is the only way I was going to teach him a lesson. It's not that I wanted his bus. I said, sign over the bus to us. Oh, actually, he didn't, we didn't even have to. He, we just, we, he had to agree not to fight, but it was already titled to us. The title, I, 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 we didn't have the paper title. I said, give us the title. Because it was already titled to us, so I could have gotten a duplicate anyway and taken, which I think I already, I think I was already in the process of doing. But the point is, can you imagine this guy was riding around this bus two towns away from us? Now, if he had done this, 
If he had lived in Fairfield County, if he had lived in Litchfield County, somewhere, for, we would have we would have never known. He yeah. could have been doing it for years. We would have never known it. But because the dumbass lived freaking two, two towns away, two towns away, yep. somebody saw it, then somebody saw it again, and then finally, it was only a matter of time. We had, don't forget, I had cars all over the state all the time, every day. Yeah, you know. Like I said, if it had been in another county, it might have gone unnoticed. But two towns away? No. <laughs> no. What a dope. So anyway, long story short, that's what happened. We agreed to not press charges, and we could have. And he would oh, have yeah. been up a sh- up shit's creek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We agreed not to press charges, and he uh, handed over the bus, and that was the end of it. But can you imagine? So you got to keep the bus. Were, were you, pay- you were paying for the insurance then? Yeah, but it's like a blanket policy. So when you have... Um, it, it wasn't costing us any more to, to have the bus insured. It was a blanket policy. So it covered mm-hmm. all our vehicles. It was, you paid us. Oh. Yeah. You paid when you have livery insurance like that, it's a set, it's a set, uh, a blanket policy for up to X amount of cars. So if you have, and I don't know what the range was, but if you have 15, you have 25, you pay the same, you know, obviously you're paying more, um, now, here's another thing. We would have found out eventually anyway, but be- because he had registered it and titled it in our company name, we would have eventually found out within about, because it's the taxes are, property taxes are always like a year behind. So eventually we would have gotten a bill for a second bus. And this yeah. thing was, it would have gotten noticed because we only had a bus. Yeah. It's you not, know, <laughs> it's not like you have a bunch of them and you're just like... A- like it, like you know, if he had done it with a with a town car or a limousine, mm, that might not have gotten noticed. If especially if it was cl- if it was one of the same years that we had, we mm-hmm. might not have noticed that. But we would have definitely found out when the tax bill came. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah, you know. So we would eventually find. I don't know what he was. I don't know what was going through his mind. I think my guess is he got this bus cheap, and he thought this is a way that I can make some money, which he did. He did very yeah. well because he was he's. He's just simply paying for fuel and maintenance. He's not paying for the most Im- Im- expensive part of it, which is insurance. And he, and he wasn't paying, uh, uh, you know, he didn't have to pay a driver. He was the driver. So crazy. Do you ever, um, well, I, you don't have, have the limousine company anymore, but no. like afterwards, were you, were you ever a little cautious about letting people go? Like thinking about like, oh, like what kind of crazy thing might, might they do? I know. I never, I never thought, I mean, I've had some, I've had some drivers to some, do some pretty crazy things to me. I had, I had drivers and I was very good to my drivers. I, we took, we paid more per hour than anybody else. And, and we, you know, because I wanted good people, you know, mm-hmm. because they're, they're your, they're the face of your company out there. I don't care if you're running a restaurant or whatever the hell you're doing, but when you are running a business, your employees are the face of your company. If you've got happy, happy employees, it's going to, it's going to look, com- it's yeah. going to help your company. It's going to look good for, you know, it's going to, it's going to be a, a good uh, representation of your company. Mm-hmm. However, if you, you know, you have people that are pissed off, that's not going to be good. But I've, I've had drivers that just shocked the hell out of me. I had drivers that were, so, I had three of them that I had to fire that were soliciting my customers for side work. They'd say, oh, just, in other words, they would see this client that travels every week to New York, you know, they, I had clients that they would literally, they would fly out of Kennedy every week and they'd fly back in uh, at the end of the week. Every week they did this. There are people that did this. And I had, I had three separate drivers that were soliciting these people for, 
for work, they would say, hey, I'll get my own car. Because, you know, they, they think it's easy. Oh, I'll just yeah. get my own car and I'll just drive people around. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, that's how you do it. You know? Like an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> but they would like seriously, like, because in their minds, wow, I can, you know, I can, I can, and, you know, if I get three, four clients, hey, I'm making six, seven, eight hundred dollars a week, it's all, or more, you know, a thousand dollars, because they don't, again, they wouldn't have to pay, they would just have their own stupid car insurance. They're not paying liver, livery insurance, is, you know, averages out to be about three thousand per vehicle per year. Yeah. You know, do the math. 20 cars, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> right. So plus overhead of a building and you're paying payroll taxes and all that. Uh-huh. So the, yeah, these idiots were, would try to solicit. I had three different, and that was good to all these people. It's not right. like I had problems with them. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So, well, they, they probably, they're not doing it really to like, to like mess with you or anything. They're just like, I want extra money. No, right. they were, they were, no, they absolutely were. They were trying to undermine me. Oh yeah. They're absolutely, yeah. oh sure. They're going after my clients. You know? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. They're, they're going sure. Oh yeah. So I found out. And I'm like, you're done. You know? Then I had an I. I mean, I've had to fire drivers for the craziest things. I had a driver come back. <laughs> I can't believe this one. I had a driver come back from New York, drunk. And I don't mean like <laughs> he's had a couple beers. I mean like he's wasted. I mean not falling down. Uh-huh. But he's like, he shouldn't hey! be driving a limo. He shouldn't be driving. <laughs> he came back with a town car. He, town, had driven, yep. he had driven someone to Kennedy Airport, dropped them off at Kennedy. And on the way back to Connecticut, at some point, he stopped at a bar. And I'm in the office. I happened to be, it was like 930 at night. I was doing paperwork or mm-hmm. something. And this dope comes in. And he's like, he didn't think anybody was going to be there. He just figured out, because I normally wouldn't be there at 930 at night. Mm-hmm. He comes waltz and he's like, hey! And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, oh man! At least try to hide it. No, he was his face was all red, and I'm yeah. like, and and he got within you know ten feet of me, and you can you know you can smell the booze on someone's breath. Oh yeah, I'm like, holy shit! So yeah, and I'm like, so Tom, uh, you been drinking? <laughs> oh yeah, but you know, I I didn't have any people. I I didn't. I <laughs> yes, yes, but yes, Tom, were you driving my car? <laughs> you stopped with my car at a bar, and then you drove it here drunk. I mean, he was drunk. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, I mean. <laughs> so I had yeah shit like that. I had an I had one, another driver, another Tom. In fact, these freaking people. I, <laughs> these Toms. Yeah, these Toms. The, I had one guy. This guy named Tom. He, he, he. We we hired him on his part time through the recommendation of another driver. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, no, you got to hire this guy. He's, he's, he's good. He's reliable. Well, this guy. So I, I said, all right, do this Bradley to new Haven, which is easy. Cause so we, yeah. and he had, he had been, he had trained with this other driver for a couple of days. So he knew how to, how to go into the airport. You have to park your car. You have to make, we had, we had pre-made signs. You put the, you take a, a, dry erase marker and write the person's name on the book, you know, yeah. Hold up a sign like you see on TV. Right. You know, you've seen people. Yeah. Okay. So we taught him how to do that and how to pay for parking and, and all this bullshit and what to do, what not to do. Okay. So here's was his first night out. He does this Bradley to new Haven, which is not, you know, you're talking about round trip, three hours tops. Yeah. He came back. And again, I happened to be in the office. It was maybe, I don't know, eight, nine o'clock at night. And he wanted to get paid. He's like, well, where's my money? I'm like, your money. I'm like, what? You know, I'm like, this isn't like a cab company, you know, where you just, but he was like, he goes, well, uh, you know, I have two young kids at home and we have no food. 
I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, what are you kidding me? He goes, no. And it turns out he was a real douchebag. And there was a long, stupid story I found out later. But here yeah. I hired this guy who looked and sounded normal. Mm-hmm. He really did. Right. And that's another thing. I mean, I've been fooled. To, you know, I mean, usually you can weed out people on a job interview. Mm-hmm. But good Lord, I have been I've been fooled before. Believe me. I mean, we have no food. It's not. I mean, keep, I felt you bad. Keep, yeah, you feel bad, but you got you got to keep your job. But like, who says this? You know, what do you? He's still getting paid. Yeah, right? but he like, needed money like now. <laughs> and I was like, so I had like 40 bucks on me. I'm like, here. I, I mean, I felt, he's like, I'm like, so you mean to tell me you came here to this job and you're, he says that his family had nothing to eat for dinner. He goes, yes. And I think he was serious. Oh, really? Yeah. After what I found out about him, yeah. But we've, I'm, I'm telling you, I had, I mean, it's, it's a kind of, a limousine business is a kind of business where you have, and again, it's not just limousines. It's a car service. Let's call it that because it's, a lot of it's not limousines. But a, a car service is like, it's a very, it's a revolving door kind of, it's like, it's like waitress, like wait staff. It's just like, a re, I mean, you've worked in food industry. Yeah. You know how this goes. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 I people mean, I had people some people that worked me for me for years, mm-hmm. I mean, years and years, but I had some people that would last a week, yep. a day, mm-hmm. an hour. I had one guy that I, I hired, I would hire people that would never show up for work. Yep. They never like, I'd hire them. Okay. You start be here Monday at eight o'clock. Never show up. Yep. That's happened to me. Like pretty much every job I've had, like yeah. you'll get people that either don't show up. You'll get people that you'll catch them doing heroin a week later and then they're not there anymore <laughs> what they're dead well, well <laughs> no I, I haven't wow. i haven't known anybody to die heroin in front of me or anything like that but no they get fired if you're doing heroin oh but, <laughs> heroin oh yeah god in, good it's lord it's opiate the opiate opiate opioid tongue twister opioid epidemic wow this sounds like a band the, the it o- does the yeah. opioid epidemic, <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah, but, but anyway, but that, yeah, it's, you know, my wife and I would sit around sometimes and just, you know, just do, you know, do we just talk about it? You know, I, uh-huh. Hey, remember this driver? Remember that? Dri-? I had yeah. a driver quit in the middle of a prom. <laughs> Who's going to drive the car home? My wife and I had to go. Yeah. Cause now you've got a car there. You've got, Kids that are kids. in a prom, yeah. thankfully he didn't do it like right before the kids came out. Thankfully, thankfully he got there and he was pissed off about something. He'd only, this guy only worked for us one day a week. What which, did he do with the keys? Oh, he left them in the car. It That's what I was thinking. Because you imagine if kids just walk out of a prom and they're like, oh, there's a limo and there's keys. <laughs> like, you know, somebody's going to be like, yo, let's take this limo for a ride. Well, thankfully he didn't, you know, he gave us plenty of time. It's not like he did it right before the kids were coming out. Cause this, yeah. this, this, you know, this prom venue was an hour away. It was down in new London County. Uh, you know, not all our proms were up in Harford County. I mean, we did a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, places like the aqua turf and La Renaissance and all that, but, um, yeah, not a lot of them, not all of them were in this area. This place was in new London County. It was like an hour over an hour away. And, um, I forget the name of the place off the top of my head, but, um, we did a lot of proms there. And I said to my wife, I said, we got to go, you know, somebody has got to drive the kids. So my wife had to drive me down. 
we had a you know we're, we're picking up a car. I don't know. I, oh, that's another thing. He he uh, when he left, he just had his girlfriend pick him up. He's just like he's just like screw you. I'm done with this. And he just I'm like Why? really, dude. I, who knows? He was <laughs> pissed off about oh he I know what it was. He found out he was getting paid every two weeks, which is standard now. You know, we you're paid. You're still getting paid the same amount. You're of money. getting paid. Yeah, you're getting paid. You know, biweekly. It's it's pretty common practice now. Yeah. And was, if you have a problem with it, wait till the end of the day. Nope. It, I had this one drive. We, we a lot of limousine stuff. And again, it's you know town car stuff. It's it's car service stuff. But yeah. But a lot of that corporate work, drivers are leaving very early in the morning because mm-hmm. they may take in. You know, they may be picking up someone at 4 a.m., 4.30, 5 o'clock, very common. I would have, by 6 in the morning, I'd already have three, four drivers on. Yeah. Because they're picking up people to go to these early flights out of JFK, out of LaGuardia, out of Newark, out of Boston, Logan. Mm. But I had this one driver. So we w- what we would do is we would get their, their town cars. We would, because some of the, some of the, full-time drivers would take their cars home and they would be responsible for filling it up with gas and keeping an eye on making sure it's gets, you know, the mileage for oil changes and everything and running it through the car wash and keeping it clean. We had drivers that were adults that were, you know, that were responsible that we could do that. But some of them, you know, we, we couldn't. So, um, we, but we would have the cars that were going out the following morning that were kept at the garage. We would have them lined up the night before they'd be outside paperwork be in it cars clean full of gas easy pass in for the tolls every car's all set to go paperwork's on the dashboard all the drivers got to do is got, hop in the car and go well we had this one driver barbara she she's still around <laughs> and she would do this to me she would when we would give her these she liked these early morning jobs she'd be her she'd be leaving the garage at 3 34 in the morning 4 30 she'd call me up at 4 a.m and do this shit and you know when the phone rings at four in the morning you jump at least i do yeah like, especially when you're running a company like that, oh, you think something's wrong. You know, somebody's got a flat tire or whatever. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, oh, hi, Steve. It's Barbara. I I, I can't find the keys to And I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm like, yeah. why? The? And she's like, hi, it's Barbara. I can't find the key. Oh, here they are. Bye. <laughs> Barbara, I'm going to stick my phone up your ass. I mean, <laughs> and she did this more than once. I'm like, listen, do me a favor. I said, before you call me at 4 a.m., look for the look keys. thoroughly for the keys because they're always either in the cup holder or they're under the floor mat or they're they're a place that where they can be found. And right. the, the cars were all had like door codes. They were all they were all coded the same. Mm-hmm. So the driver just hit the door code. The car would unlock and the keys would be in the car. Okay. But she would always have some sort of weird problem putting. Even if she couldn't find the keys to the car, let's say for some stupid reason, some the dispatcher forgot to leave the keys in there. She had a key to the building. There was a spare key rack. She could have walked in the building and bothered no one and grabbed the spare keys. But no. <laughs> Barbara had to call me at 4 a.m. I swear she did it on purpose. But anyway. <laughs> what, uh, what time did you usually get up? Um, I was usually... You know, I was usually in by seven, so I'd get up at like six ish. Because my yeah. my wife was a high school teacher or is a high school teacher, so I would usually be up around the same time she was. But four a.m. get wait being woken up at four a.m. then is probably frustrating, especially because oh. you know you have to be up in a like in an hour anyway. Like if you wake up at like two, you're just like, oh, I got plenty of sleep. At four, you're like, oh, oh man. man, and sometimes you can't go back to sleep because yeah. you're, oh yep. man, I just just what the hell, Barbara, <laughs> you know. 
but she was oh she was just she was just driving me crazy. I mean, she's a very nice woman. Don't misunderstand. But good oh, yeah. lord, she'd call me up. You know, uh, she's picking up someone in Hartford. She did this to me one time. She's like, I've got a headlight out. I'm like, what am I supposed to do about it now, Barbara? <laughs> Why are you calling me with this? What, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you think the headlight fairy's going to show up? You know, <laughs> you know. Oh, I just, <laughs> I just wanted. To, we, we, if something was wrong with the the car that was minor, the drivers were supposed to put it on their paperwork when they turned it in. You know, cars got a headlight out, a taillight out, the wiper, uh-huh. the wiper blades are streaked, some whatever. Yeah, we were really good on maintenance on our cars, but you know, there of be, course, you know, a headlight can burn out. You're not going to know. Or I, I mm-hmm. think I've got a leaky tire or something like that. Yeah. Just put it on your paperwork. There's no reason to call us. The phone rings constantly. We had five phone lines. Five. And they mm-hmm. were going constantly, particularly during prom season. Because right. the, the kids never the kids call you for prices. Here's the stupid part. The limousine companies all charge the same thing for proms. The freaking kids, but they're really calling you for availability. The kids wouldn't write anything down. And ten minutes, and so the phone's ringing crazy. We used to have what to bring. Did you say the price was again? Well, they, yeah, they was the same kids. I'm like, didn't you just call here? Oh yeah. They don't. I says, write shit down. Yeah. Write it down. We had Barbara. Barbara. Speaking of Barbara, she's she uh, she's coming back from Boston in a blinding snowstorm, which was supposed to miss Boston, but it didn't. So she's mm-hmm. coming back. She dropped off her people. She was driving an eight passenger limousine. And she dropped off her people at Logan, and she's on the way back, and this storm just went bad. It took her like five and a half hours, which normally would have been two. Mm-hmm. It took her five and a half hours to get back. And she called us up. She's like, it's a whiteout. <laughs> We're like, okay, Barbara. Like, what do you, you know, okay, you know, it's just take your time. You know, she can only go like 20 miles an hour or something. Yeah. If that. What, what can you do, I guess, at that nothing, point? Nothing, nothing. Yeah. You just, and the thing is, a lot. You, you can't, so that was another thing people would ask me. It was like, well, you know, what about bad weather? Well, when it's going to be that bad, you take your cars off the road. There's no, yeah. there's no, re- first of all, if it's truly that bad, excuse me, truly that bad, the airports are going to be closed anyway. Did you ever, um, did you ever have a difficult time firing people? Like, or were there any that like you felt bad about? I felt bad about them all, but I you know, because you always try to look at it, at it from their perspective. I felt bad about everybody I fired. Yeah. But I had, they, you know, you, you always feel bad, but you have to, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the only thing I would feel bad about is that I kept this person as long as I did, you know. But, you you, know. I, yeah, I had, a, I, I had a fire guy on Christmas Eve. I had no choice. He just went nuts and was screaming and was swearing and threatening people. And I just, I don't know what his problem was. We found out later. He had a, um, it was some, he had some medical problem that was causing this erratic behavior. I forget what he said it was, something in his spine or something, I don't know. But it, w- it was making him behave this in this bizarre fashion. But we had, mm-hmm. I had to fire this guy on Christmas Eve. I felt horrible, but he was. You have a business to run. You need people that are yeah. stable enough to be able to handle that kind of responsibility. But the problem is also is like you end up when you have a business like this where you absolutely have to have the proper amount of drivers, you will hire people against your best judgment and you know they're not going to work out or very likely not going to work out, but you take them because you it, it puts out a fire. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have a vacancy, you have jobs that have to be done. Yeah. 
And I'm, I know restaurants fall into this a lot, mm-hmm. you know, where they're, you know, they're, they're hiring people that they, they really shouldn't. The, the place that I work at right now, um, I used to work there at Domino's. I used to work there a little while ago and I know that, uh, like a few years ago, um, I haven't kept the job the whole time, but when I worked there a few years ago, uh, the person that was running it would just, if there was a vacancy, like the first person to walk in, be like, I want a job, hired. As long as like their driving record wasn't too bad and they were old enough. Oh yeah. First person to walk in, you got the job. Like, sure. That was it. I I <laughs> can imagine pizza delivery. What the turnover rate is. It, yeah. It must be insane. Yep. You know, and that's yeah. another thing too. Is you know, you've you've heard this. Um, it's a term now that's used by employers, ghosting. You know, yeah. where, where people just stop showing up for work uh, all the time. I mean, that was pretty unheard of when I, I mean, I'm 53 when, you know, when I was a teenager in my twenties, you very rarely heard of someone that just, would, I mean, it happened, but yeah, it wasn't like a common thing where people would just, well, screw it. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to call up and say, kiss my ass. Nothing. I'm just going to stop yeah, showing don't up. Don't you want that opportunity? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to quit. Just, Hey, uh, Hey, you know what? You suck now yeah. <laughs> and it's up yours and whatever you want to say, but like they don't even do that. They just stop showing up. Oh, what a, what boring lives people live. Maybe they just don't want the confrontation. <laughs> Probably. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's, that's the greatest part of <laughs> leaving a job. And you know what, Bob, you're the biggest asshole I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had somebody do that to you? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I've had people tell me off. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Limousine comp- limousine uh, drivers are pretty. Uh, they're pretty outspoken. But I've had yeah, I've had uh, I've had people quit over the phone. I've had people yeah, it just I've had people just snap mm-hmm. like that guy that I I told the, you the Christmas up, Eve guy had a yeah, which you know just still blows my mind. Uh, we he didn't. Oh, and they, the guy. Uh... Uh, the guy from that went to New London and quit in the middle of the prom. Yeah, he just snapped. He mm-hmm. just like he's like he's like you're full of shit, and he just said he like this place sucks, and you can do this fucking job yourself. I'm like, okay, Bill, uh, you know. <laughs> but um, oh, we I tell you was one thing. We had this driver, and he was he was elderly, but he was you know not ancient, but he was probably in his early seventies, but he was in good shape and everything. And he, and he drove, it turns out he had two ex-wives, so he would never had enough money. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, one, one time he got paid and his check was like $1,300 and he came back the next, the very next day and announced to the office that he had 11 cents to his name after we had just paid him $1,300 and he had another job. Oh yeah. So, but he was, again, he, he just, he had two ex-wives and he was living in an apartment. Anyway, long story short, he was always telling us stories about, um, rectal problems and how he had to go to the VA. And he's like, well, you know, I had to go in for a barium enema. And it's like, Bob, we don't want to hear this. And he would start, (laughs) start to tell you all these like inappropriate things about his rectum and whatever. Things for doctors to hear. And not Things for doctors <laughs> to hear, not for general conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And certainly not in a, in a, you know, in a, in a professional office. I wonder office. if he ever told any clients while they... He was well, that was where my was story was going. Boy. Yes, he did. <laughs> and it was uh, that we had some, some 20-somethings that were going out for, uh, you know, a night on the town, bar hopping, and <laughs> there he is. And uh, they used us uh, a second time. And um, what they had done was they had taken a digital camera. You know, you can record video. 
and they had recorded him. And all you see, it's them from the perspective of the passenger. So all you see is the back of his head, and he's wearing his old man, you know, his hat, his uh-huh. Dick Tracy hat. And he's, uh, you know, he's telling, you know, well, then, you know, I had to go to, you know, uh, to the V8 for polyps. And, you know, he's like telling, uh, and he's like telling the passengers and it's coming. There's a microphone up there, you know, so that you can talk to the, because you, you know, when you're driving and you're in a limousine, you have to be able to communicate. You can't, they can't really hear you if you're just talking in a normal tone of voice as the cars, you, mm-hmm. that's why you have the mic. So he had his mic on and he was just telling them this, all this stupid, ad, they're just laughing. They're at, and they're, yeah, and they're videotaping I, the whole thing. It was hilarious. Exactly what I would be doing. Oh, it was hilarious. Friends, and yeah. he's just telling all these rectal problems and all this. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, this is my first episode. I hope it went well. Uh, let me know what you think. Let me know about any, anything you think that I could do to improve the podcast. Let me know if you want to be on the podcast and you're in the Hartford, Connecticut area, you can, um, hit me up on Facebook. Uh, life is a story. It's the name of the podcast, name of the Facebook page. I also have an Instagram. This is the number one life is life is a story. Uh, so yeah, follow me, hit me up. I'm Taylor. Thank you. I'll see you next time.